Hallelujah. One more time, let's just lift up our hands to the Lord. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Is there anybody that needs healing in their body tonight? Anybody? Just come tonight. You need you need just a touch from the Lord in your body. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, come on up here. Just sit right here. Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on, just sit up here on the front row. This is what I saw myself do. Anybody else? There it is, right there. Be free in the name of Jesus. Every bit of it go. Every bit of it go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Freedom, freedom. Ooh, just take that in. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There it is right there. Every bit of it go. Every bit of it gone in Jesus' name. Every bit of it. Totally restored. Restored the health in Jesus' name. Every bit. Every bit in Jesus' name. It has to. It has to in Jesus' name. It has to in Jesus' name. It has to in Jesus' name. Banda rabakaye de de maye gerema sebro orebede. Mala la lava sikrie. Ah, yerebeki. And there it is right there. Makai moko rebete. There it is, there it is, there it is. Amase de de makare de de. Kegan alma sobrataye. Totally free. Amaye. Ibo sombrakare de de bakaye. Thank you, Lord. The anointing breaks the yoke of bondage, destroys it, sends it on the run in Jesus' name. We declare he's whole and free and restored in the name of Jesus. Every bit whole in the name of Jesus. We declare it in the name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Praise the Lord. In God good that he's a healer, that he's a healer, cares about your body. And I tell you what, we can run strong. We can run our race strong, free from symptoms and pain and physical problems. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you, it's time to run. Woo! Glory to God. I said it's time to run. It's time to run. It's time to run. It's time to run. Woo! Glory. Glory to God. And anything that would try to hold you, just let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Let it fall off of you. The anointing will just cause it to fall off of your life so that you can run unhindered the race that is set before you. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you, things are happening quickly. Click, click, click. <laughs> click, click, click. Click, click, click. Things in God's plan are moving right along. Don't, <laughs> don't question. Things are moving right along. But there will come a time when the pace will kick up and the church and his people must be ready to run. Be ready to run. Be ready to run. Be ready to run even faster. Be ready to run even quicker. Hallelujah. Ah! Oh, with nothing tying you down. With no weights on your life. With no weights on your mind. Let go of offense. Let go of addictions. Let go of bondages. Let go of anything that would try to stand in the way of you fulfilling what God has put in your heart to do. So just set yourself tonight with a heart ready to be free of those things. Set your heart tonight ready as a runner on the line. Ready for that gun to go off and tell you to go. That it's time to get your feet a moving. quicker, faster, stronger. The church is equipped to run. You are equipped to run. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. 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 What an exciting time <laughs> to be alive. What an exciting time. 
You know, I was talking to somebody the other day. I said, you know, we prayed about this time our whole life. And we're here, here. We made it. We made it. I don't want to mess up now. I don't want to quit now. You know, the devil will make everything look bad. He'll pile on discouragement. Because he can sense. He's not dumb. He's dumb, but he, he does have the ability to recognize and pick up on some things. Like, you know, when, when Moses was born, he picked up that there was deliverance in the Spirit. So what did he do? He had all the babies killed. All the Hebrew babies killed. Did the same when Jesus was born. He, could, he can sense the shift in the atmosphere. And don't you think he can't, he can't sense the shifting that's happening in the, the spiritual atmosphere. But he can't stop you. He can't stop you. He can't stop you. Amen. But what he'll do is he'll lay out traps for you. <laughs> but by the Holy Spirit, we'll see that and go, nah, I'm not going to be discouraged. Nah, I'm not going to be offended. Nah, I don't think I'll quit. I think I'll just dig my heels in a little deeper and stand all the more stand all the more stronger amen oh I tell you what it's awesome it's awesome what's about to happen hallelujah I tell you what we're not going to get to heaven and be like did it happen did we really see revival did we really see the end time I don't remember seeing I remember seeing the end time did we really did it happen did I miss something did, did the wealth of the wicked ever come into the hands of the just? I don't, I don't remember seeing that. We're not going to get to heaven and be talking that way. We're going to see every single thing that God has said. It's going to happen. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm excited already about what's to come. Amen. Let's pray over the word before we get into it. Father, we thank you tonight for the wonderful privilege that it is for us to come together in your name to worship you to receive from your table to receive from your hand and I thank you Lord that we're not just here trying to understand your word or trying to understand who you are you give us that understanding by the Holy Spirit we receive it tonight understanding about who you are understanding about your word Father I thank you that that a spirit of wisdom and a spirit of revelation flows tonight in this place, flows through that camera tonight into the hearts of people, and we see things that maybe we've never seen before, or we see it in a new way, we see it in a deeper way, and I thank you, Lord, that it causes faith to come, it causes enlightenment to come, and it causes our minds and our thinking to be renewed by your word. And we give you praise and glory that we're not conformed to this world, but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Well, go with me, if you would, over to Psalms 133 and um, verse 1. And I'll try not to keep you here too long tonight, but... Um, yeah, we're going to take our time. That's right. We came for something. I don't know about you. I had to put dogs away and get ready. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's something to get out the door to come to church. So you don't want to get here and listen to a 15-minute sermon. You know what I mean? That's like going to a fast food, you know, getting all ready to go eat fast food. So we're going to get something. But I want to minister a little bit on some thoughts that I had about unity about unity. I ministered on unity a couple of months ago, but there were just still some things that, um, that I see that we, we kind of need to refresh ourselves in and think about. 
and really go back to the word and see what the word has to say about certain things. You know, there really is a war going on for the mind. There's a war going on for the way we think, for the way we believe, for the way we view life. Um, even for this, and I'm going to touch on this tonight. I'm just going to hit it straight on, so don't get mad at me. Even for the way that we see each other. For the way that we see each other. And what we have to do is we have to be very deliberate in our response to these things by tuning out the world. It doesn't matter what the world has to say about anything. The only thing that matters is what the Word of God has to say. And so we have to keep going back to the Word, going back to the Word, going back to the Word, coming back to the Word. Because the Word of God, I'm going to tell you, if you haven't clued in on this yet, it has to be the foundation for your thoughts. It has to be the foundation for what you believe. It has to be the foundation for how you view life and how you view one another. The Word is so powerful in that way that it just tells you how to think about things. It tells you how to see it. And it also, I was thinking about this, it's a cleansing agent. This verse, don't, don't go there, but I was just reading it today, John 15 and 3, we can put it on the screen. It says, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. You know, all of these things that we hear in the world, you know, how, you know, this person ought to see that person. And, you know, how this, how we ought not, you know, uh, you know, value this and value that. All these things that we hear can contaminate if we give ear to it. But what happens is the word, I love this, it makes us clean. It, it rids us and it washes away all of those contaminating things that we run into in life and that we hear in life. You know, it's like this, um, um, this week, you know, our son got married, praise the Lord. We've got, we've got our middle son who's married and we're so thrilled about it. But we had all these family members that came out for the wedding. And, you know, we had, we had family that came from everywhere, but most of my family all came from Oklahoma. And so every time Okies come out to California, they want to go to the beach because there ain't no beaches in Oklahoma. So we always have to, you know, make our way down to the beach. This, this time we actually made it down two days to the beach just to see it. But it's so funny, the first day that when we got there, uh, you know, we took some pictures, you know, by the water. And then all of a sudden, all my families are ripping their shoes off and ripping their socks off and rolling up their pants and running down there, you know, to, to get their feet in the water. And, and I looked, and here's me and Jeremy and Nick and Roman standing up on the dry sand with our shoes on. You want to know why? Because we know what this is like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we didn't bring any towels. We didn't bring it because we know... You know, they're all excited to get their toes in the sand. I just got to get my toes in the water. Well, when you can come back, your toes are going to be dirty. And then you're going to be, what do I do now? And what do you do? You got to find the showers. You got to walk all the way down to the water station, wherever that might be, to rinse all of that sand or all of that earth off of you. Well, I'm going to tell you, the Word of God will do the same thing in us. It will rid us of this contaminating junk that tries to plant itself in our thinking to separate us and to divide us. That's exactly what the devil wants to do. But if we'll keep coming back to the Scriptures, come on now. If we'll just keep coming back to the word and say, okay, what does the word say about this? What will happen is the washing of the water of the word of God will wash away and cleanse us. Hallelujah. From all that junk and we'll be able to see it for how God sees it. 
I want to think like God thinks. I want to view people the way God views people. I want to view things in life the way God views things in life. Amen. And I'm going to be unified with him. I join myself to him. I'm not joined to this world to think like them. I'm joined unto God to think like him. And it might make people mad. It might offend some people that you're not thinking like them. But that's okay because I'm going to tell you what, in the end, everybody's going to know that the Bible was right. It's the truth. So I'm going to stand with the book. (laughs) Amen. So uh, I want to just look at some verses real quick about the power of unity. And when you see this, you see why the devil works so hard to bring division and why he works so hard to bring separation into the church. Psalms 133 and 1, are you over there? It says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. See, this is talking about unity and the ointment or the anointing. You can see from this verse that where there is unity, powerful things begin to happen. The anointing begins to move in a powerful way. How many know the devil don't like it when people get healed? How many know the devil don't like it when miracles happen and people get free in their body, get free in their mind? They see that Jesus is alive today. They see that his power is still the same and that God's good and his power is flowing into their life. I'm going to tell you, the devil don't want any business with that. So what does he do to try to stop that in a church that believes in that? He tries to disrupt the unity. He tries to bring division any way that he can. And let me just say that this, that this is not necessarily happening. I just want us to think right. I hear things out there and I'm thinking, dear God, I hope my people aren't believing that mess. Dear God, I hope our people are smart enough to put their foot on the neck of that and say, no, you're not coming into my life. You're not getting into my heart. Because see, that's what happens. If the devil can get it in your mind, it, it changes the direction of your heart. If the devil can get something, get your mind down a certain path, it affects your heart. And it causes your heart to go in a different direction. We want to stay in unity with God's plan. We want to stay in unity with God's spirit. We want to stay in unity with God's word. We want to stay in unity with one another. Amen. Uh, Another one, we'll just put it on the screen. Deuteronomy 32 and verse 30. It says, how should one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight? So you see the power in just the unity of two people. And how much more they can accomplish when they're together than when they're on their own. That's the power of unity. Uh, Matthew 9.36. We could just put this on the screen. I'm just going to blow through, through these pretty quick. It says, but when he saw the multitudes, this is talking about Jesus, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. This is the will of the devil. His will is to scatter. His will is to scatter. And we saw that over the last year or so. We saw people that have been scattered. Scattered from their church. Scattered from their pastor. And I tell you, it has resulted in people being scatterbrained. It has resulted in people being scattered in their faith scattered and confused in their thinking. And that is all about the devil. He worked to do that in people's lives. And I'm not going to tell you that those people are going to go to hell. They're not going to go to hell. But here's the danger. They're not going to see the power of God move like they want to. Because what God is doing, he's doing through 
the church. And I'll prove it with the scripture tonight. God is moving through the church. The church, we need to be strongly unified, strongly connected, strongly mobilized to do the work that we're called to do because I'm telling you things are going to happen quickly. And we got to be ready. We can't be scattered out here. No, we got to be connected strongly to the place where God has called us so that we can be used by him and so that we can see all the miraculous things and be a part of it, of what God is doing in this hour. It's the devil that wants you scattered. It's the devil that wants to separate. And so go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I'm, like I said, I'm not going to be very long, I don't think, but... I just want to touch on some things, just some thoughts on some things about where we really need to keep strong unity. And the first one is this. We need to keep strong unity with one another. Now, I'm going to hit this head on. Some people may not like it. I don't really care. The devil is trying to separate not just the whole world, his goal is to separate us, the church, through racial lines, social lines, economic statuses. Well, you know, they're lower class. I'm upper class or middle class, but they're lower class. So I don't have anything to do with them. Or, you know, they're, you know, they're this, or they're, they're, you know, they're from another, you know, culture than I am. That is not okay. That is not okay. You want to know why? Because we're a part of something. Before you're anything else, you're a part of something that he put you in. And it is the body of Christ. And it is multi-generational. You got people of all ages in the body of Christ. It is multicultural. You have got every, every culture represented in the body of Christ. You've got people from different backgrounds, people with different experiences. We're all in this together. You know, those for, we're all in this together. I'm like, I'm not in it with the world, but I'm in it with my people. Who are my people? My brothers and my sisters in the Lord. Yes, we are all in this together. You better believe it. And I'm going to tell you, it's a testimony to the world that you can be a part. See, they don't think you can do this. They think we all got to be separated because you look different from me or because you sound different. Well, you know, you don't sound educated. You sound like a hillbilly. I'm educated. Well, See, they don't get it that we can all love each other and be there for each other and, and have the same love and, and, and vision for something and work side by side and not see those differences. They don't think we can do it, but we're a testimony that you can. Be a part of something in a strong way. Something that's a major focus in your life and you be in it with people that are totally different from you. This verse... Oh, man, can you put that first slide up there? Hallelujah. I love this verse. Put that slide up there, slide number one. This is in Colossians 3, in verse 11, in the Passion Translation. I love this verse. It says, in this new creation life. Who's a part of that new creation life? You're born again. Isn't it wonderful? Oh, my goodness. Isn't it wonderful to be born again? To have the love of God in you. To have the wisdom of God in you. To have the hope of God in you. The faith of God in you. It's wonderful. In this life, this new creation life, your nationality 
makes no difference. Nor your ethnicity. Or your education. Or your economic status. They matter nothing. For it is Christ that means everything as he lives in every one of us. Oh my goodness. Those things don't mean anything. Your education doesn't mean anything. The fact that you're Hispanic and I'm white and somebody else is Asian and somebody else is black, it don't mean anything. The only thing that means anything is Christ and the fact that he lives in each one of us. That is in direct opposition to the current that's in this world. It is the spirit of Antichrist, my friend, that is working to separate and divide. And we've got to see it for what it is. Say, that has division written all over it. That's got the devil written all over it. And I choose to side with the word of God. I choose to see my brothers and my sisters and not see the differences and camp out on the differences. They don't mean anything. What means everything is Christ and what he's done for us and the fact that he lives in each one of us and that he has made us one in the body of Christ. Are you getting anything out of this? To hell with that stuff. I know we have children here. I'm sorry. But that's where it comes from. From the very pit of hell. We were talking, my mom, everything's from the pit of hell. That's from the very pit of hell. Like, I wonder if the pit's worse than all of the rest of it. I guess it is because... That comes from the pit, the pit of hell. <laughs> I guess it's hotter there or something. But that stuff that's being ugh, blasted through TV screens into our children's ears, into our ears, planted in our thinking, we got to come back to the word and we, we got to say in this new creation life, which I'm a part of, my nationality makes no difference, nor my ethnicity, nor my education, nor my, or my economic status. They mean nothing. It's Christ that means everything. And that's my relationship with one another. That's our relationship in here. That it's Christ that means everything. And he lives in each one of us and he's made us one body. We are one body in Christ Jesus. First um, Corinthians 12, are you over there? Hallelujah. What a blessing to see one another this way. And to appreciate one another and honor one another and love one another. Oh, I tell you, there's something about the love of God, the love of God among us. I'm telling you, this stuff is devilish. It's awfully quiet in here. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to show you something here. It says, for as the body is one, one, we are one, we are one, we are, not with the world. We are one. We are in him, and he made us one with himself, and then he baptized us into the body of Christ to where we are now one with one another. We are one body. It's like I stand before you with one body. Many members, I got fingers, I got hand, wrist, arm, elbow, you know, shoulder. I got all this. But I stand up here with it all connected strongly, praise the Lord, that I don't have parts barely hanging on. But I mean, I recognize I'm one the minute I get up in the morning and go get a cup of coffee. 
You know what I mean? You grab it with your, your fingers and your hand. But you need more than your fingers and your hand. You need your elbow to help it get up to your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Different parts, different members, but one body. That's how we are. We are not separated by anything. We're not separated by our education. We're not separated by our culture. We're not separated by our different backgrounds. We're not separated by our economic status. We are one body. We are one. And we got to view one another that way and see one another that way and appreciate that one, and one another that way. I'm on this. We are, the body is one and has many members and all the members of that body being many, here it is again, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into, here it is again, one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, college graduates, low income, High income, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, purple, orange, green, doesn't matter. Whether we be bond or free and have been all made to drink into one spirit, for the body is not, for the body is not one member, but many. So we're a member of the body of Christ. I like this one here in Ephesians 5.30. It says, for we, who's the we? All the people from different backgrounds, all the people with all these differences in the natural, we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. So this is what we got to see. Before we're a part of anything else, we're a part of the body of Christ. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are the family of God. If you don't like each other, get over it. Because we're going to be with each other for a very long time. If you don't like me, I'm sorry. You're going to be with me for a very, very long time. God has a sense of humor with that stuff, so you might want to get over it. He might put me right across the street from you. And me and my hundred dogs and all the bears that I'm going to have, because I'm going to have bears in heaven. I'm going to do it. Jeremy don't think so, but I, I probably might have a zoo. I might have the Lisa Swizek Zoo free of charge. What I'm saying is we got to see one another right and not allow ourselves to see each other any other way. The world wants us to. The devil wants us to. And I'm just going to say this. You have people that are hanging on to that stuff and many of them have already left the church or they're leaving the church. I love them, but I want unity. We have a responsibility to think right. We have a responsibility to keep this precious unity that comes from God. We have that responsibility. And I tell you, we've had people that have been so ugly towards other people in the church, and you, know, you find out they're saying things, and then you find out that they left the church. And I tell you, if I'd have been there, I'd have held open the door. In love for my church. Do you love them? I sure do. And pray for them, but they got to choose to let go of that stuff. Let me show you another verse. Oh, praise the Lord, we're really enjoying this. Put that second slide up there. Look at this. This is really, really good. This is found in Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. Look at this. It says, he is in charge of it all, and has the final word on everything. Look at this. At the center of it all, at the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, look at this part, is not peripheral to the world, 
The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body, look at this, in which he speaks and he acts. You know what God's doing through the church? He is speaking through the church. He is speaking through the church. He is speaking through the church. Why does the devil want to separate all the churches and close their doors? Because God is speaking through the church. And God is acting through the church. That will show you how essential the church is. The church is essential because it's where God speaks and where he acts. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts by which he fills everything with his presence. So when we come together, God starts moving in a supernatural way and he starts speaking and he starts acting. Hallelujah. But I like this part. Go back to this part right here where it says the church you see is not peripheral to the world the world is peripheral to the church. So that word peripheral, have you ever, have you ever heard of the, the term peripheral vision? Peripheral vision? Like, you know, so I'm looking at the camera, but in my peripheral vision, I see Jeremy over here. Let me, let me give you the, de the definition. It's the outer part. Or it's situated on the edge. I like this. It's something out of the main focus. The world is peripheral to the church. The world is not the main thing. What they do, what they say, what they're saying next is not the main thing to us. Our main thing is the church. Our main thing is the body of Christ. It's Christ and his body. I love that. Why? Because we got to get that in our thinking. There's a lot of stuff going on out there that we cannot get caught up in it. We got to keep our focus on the main thing. And, and here's the thing. The church is not peripheral to us. It's the world that's peripheral to us. And the church, the Lord Jesus Christ and his church, that is the main thing. Amen. And we got to grow up in our thing. We have got a lot of Christians that do not want to grow up. And they need to. Well, I didn't feel like it. Well, you're not living like a believer. And it's time you grow up. It's time. This is the phrase that came to me this afternoon. Childish ways. A lot of this stuff is nothing more than childish ways. They want to keep that in the, as the main focus. And put everything else that what we're talking about on the outer edge. It's your choice. It's your choice. But if you choose to be in unity with that mess, it'll take you down. Hallelujah. My main focus is him and his church. I'm joined to Jesus. I'm joined to his church. And I'm not going to get caught up in these things, get caught up in these lies. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to love one another, be unified with one another, not look at somebody and just see all the differences in the natural, but look at somebody and see that it's Christ in both of us, and that's what matters. Gosh, it takes maturity. Let's grow up. Um, let me, let me just touch on a couple of more things. Are you getting anything out of this? I'm going to try to blow through a couple more things. This is another thing that we need to um, really just kind of touch on, and that is that we 
understand that we're to be in unity with our calling and with our purpose and with our cause. Let me just read this out of 2 Corinthians. We'll just put it on the screen. 2 Corinthians 5.17 It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Oh, I love that. All things are passed away. All things are become new. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray that you in Christ's stead be reconciled to God. And so this is something that we have to see too, is that God has this big picture plan where he has sent Jesus so that those who believe on him would receive eternal life. And so he has this ministry called the ministry of reconciliation. And you want to know something about that? It is the greatest cause on the planet Earth. It's more important than saving the whales. It's more important than saving the trees. You're not going to be able to save any of it. It's going to burn with fervent heat one day. But I'm going to tell you what is important. It is people and their eternal situation. They must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that, my friend, causes everything to be peripheral to that cause. There is nothing that we do in this church that is more important than that. The teaching of the word, that is also that we'll grow up and be equipped for the work of the ministry. And so we've got to be unified with that. We've got to be all in with that, all in with our faith, all in with our efforts, all in to seeing to it that we are faithful with this ministry of reconciliation. And how dare we let little petty things like differences in the natural keep us from doing this. Keep us from being unified. Because in the end, this is the only thing that matters. You know, I was read I like to read statistics. 5.3 billion with a B people in the earth today still don't know that Jesus is the Savior. Know that Jesus is the way to salvation. They don't even know it. And so I'm going to tell you, everything else to me is peripheral. All of it. That's the main focus of the church. And we've got to be unified in our resolve that we're going to do everything we can. We're going to show up. We're going to pray. Hallelujah. We're going to believe God. We're going to move forward in reaching people for God. Amen. Can I give you just a few other things? Real quickly, I just, I just love that we're called together for that. You know what I mean? What a wonderful, I don't know, you know, I just think when we get to heaven, all the high fives and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because heaven's going to reveal a lot of things. Heaven's going to reveal our works. For the kingdom of God, those things remain. There's going to be people walking around with soul winners' crowns. You know what I'm saying? Rewards. I mean, I believe we're going to throw it all down at the feet of Jesus when he's, you know what I'm saying? Crowned king of kings and lord of lords. I don't think we're going to be like, oh, I could do this in my stride. I didn't need him. I'm going to keep my crown. It's so pretty. No, we're going to recognize it was only by your grace 
that I could even open my mouth and say hi. Much less have utterance to preach the gospel and make any sense. It's all because of Jesus. But you understand what I'm saying. These are the things, you know, that are going to matter. You know, and when somebody says, you know, I got saved at an event called All Call Tour. Which we've got another one coming up in November. Praise the Lord. So excited about it. But you know what? I think we're going to be like, oh my gosh, where's the church people? High-fiving each other. That's all we're going to be talking about. That's the only thing that matters. That's why we're together. I mean, I just think about that. We're not all in here because we all like the Dodgers. There's a place, though, tonight where if they're playing a game, there's a stadium filled with people that are there because they like the Dodgers or they like the other team. That's the only reason they're there. And then you go down the roadways and there's people that are filling Staples Center because they either like the Lakers or they like the team that the Lakers are playing. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not in here because we like barbecue and it says come in, get fresh barbecue in here and everybody, oh, I like barbecue and everybody's in here eating barbecue because we like barbecue or sushi. Why are we here? We're here. Because of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, our love for him, and because we want to do his work. That's what joins us together. It's that cause. And there's nothing greater. Can I just give you just a few more things? I'm just going to blow through these really quick. We need to stay in unity with Bible doctrine. This is a time where there's going to be a lot of deception. Nothing new under the sun. You hear this stuff all the time. It just kind of cycles around. But the people that always get caught up in it and trapped are people that are ignorant of the word of God, ignorant of Bible doctrine. I'm going to be unified and in unity with the Bible and with Bible doctrine. Well, what's Bible doctrine? It's simply what you believe and you get what you believe from the word of God. No other place but from the Word of God. I'm just going to blow through these. You need to determine on these major points that you're going to stay in unity with the Word. You're going to stay in unity with the doctrine of salvation that Jesus is the only way to the Father. Faith in Him, faith in His work. Believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Why do you got to talk about that stuff? Because you'd be surprised at how many people today are forsaking the doctrine of salvation. The doctrine of the Holy Trinity. There is a Father, there is a Son, and there is a Holy Ghost. You can read about it on your own, 1 John 5 and 7. Talks about the Father... The Word, that's Jesus, the Word made flesh, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. This Jesus-only movement's making its way around again. It is, out on the beaches. and But there's things in, that, in there that are harmful. Amen. The doctrine of divine healing. Jesus is always has been, always will be the healer. And it was provided for at redemption. 1 Peter 2.24, in his own, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. I'm not joining myself to any other belief system than what the Bible teaches on divine healing. Be in unity with the doctrine of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm not leaving that. I'm not confused about that. I'm not confused about the gifts and the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. They are real. They are here today, and we're going to see a lot more of them. Well, you know, if you kept preaching that, the church would grow. Shut up. 
Shut up. I'm not here to have a big church. God will add to the church. We're not always going to be the same size. We, listen. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. That my job is to teach you the word so that what you experience in your life matches what the Bible says you can have. And the Bible says you can have the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and your prayer life can be different. You can build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in other tongues. I'm telling you, it's amazing the blessing of the Spirit. You need to have... Um, be in unity on the doctrine of the coming of the Lord about the rapture of the church and then Jesus coming back with the church that kingdom now mess is coming back around again this ain't heaven and then the unity concerning the spirit of faith and victory I am not joining myself to defeat. Not in what I say, not in what I see, not in what I confess, not in what I talk. I see victory. I have a spirit of faith. And I'm not joining myself to any other thing other than that. I'm not defeated. Well, you know, the church is just going down. and oh. Quit talking that way. Don't join yourself to that. That religious myth, oh, I just thank God for COVID because it's just taught us all these lessons. That's a bunch of baloney. Religion. Don't join yourself to that. Say, no, I believe God and his word. We have the victory. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. Know what you've joined yourself to. Know what you're unified with. Amen. Him, his church, the doctrine.